tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Dominion fans. Welcome back to the Dominion After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Guys... I'm so excited to be talking about this episode. We're talking about episode 204, The Bitter Truth. And the truth is, I have a fantastic panel for you <laughs> lined up tonight. To my left, as always, Jackie Borowski is hey. here. Woo! And then to my far left, on the other side of the table, guys, I'm so excited. We thought it was fun having just Vaughn Wilmot in last week. Now we have Alyssa Clark and Sean Crouch, who are the two writers responsible for this episode. Responsible is a good word. <laughs> um, for what, I mean, a very driving episode, a big episode. we got a lot of plot, a lot of new elements to this world and the universe. And we want to talk about all of them. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank um, you for having us. Yeah, how are you guys feeling? With the, how do you feel now, like, now that you've seen the episode on TV, you've seen reactions? I'm exhausted. That episode... <laughs> goes for like 60 minutes and doesn't stop. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it no, doesn't take a breath. It's pretty well written. I mean, the writers, yes. I would give those writers the high At five. At least 50% yes. well written. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, some of it's pretty good. Yeah, half of it's great. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's super fun to watch. I mean, look, we're the luckiest people in the world. We get to, like, make believe for a living, and then we get to see it on TV. And then people like Carl and Simon and uh, Roxanne make our words sound awesome. And yeah. they're pretty, and we get to watch them be pretty. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Do Roxanne have, was awesome this week. Because we have a face for writing, but, you know, they have a face for TV. So. Do you have a favorite, like, group of characters you like to work for? Because, write for, because these scenes, they have different, like, they have different moods. Like, you have, you know, you have these different groups of characters, so. Yeah, I mean, this this episode, uh, I, I grew up with three brothers, so I was really excited to take the, the Michael Gabriel stuff. And really dig into uh, two brothers. What what the truth of let alone archangels or angels or any of that. Just what would two brothers who've been fighting this whole time and now they're reunited and they have something new that they have to get to and different worries. How they would treat each other as brothers. And I've had those knock down drag out fights with my brothers where you love each other at the end and you know before and during and after as well. I kind of wanted to punch your brother at the party. So, <laughs> I completely understand. So you, you get I it. completely understand that. Uh, we had a party for our episode. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you guys are invited. Thanks for not. I don't know why you didn't come. Yeah, we had food for you yeah. and drinks with your names, cups with your names Weird. on it, and the darkness. I made a darkness drink. It's funny because we didn't learn about that till just now. Yeah. Oh, well, this isn't Twelve Monkeys, so you can't actually make got it to the party. In the mail, I guess. <laughs> I I look. I'm just. A, we kind of. For we wrote two hundred nine also, and we kind of switched. Like I got to write for Gabriel and uh, and Julian on that episode, and that was amazing. And he got to kind of do this. I did the first scene, but then you got to take like Simon Merrill's 
is a revelation to me. I didn't watch Spartacus. Now I have gone back to watch Spartacus. He's not, so good in that movie. Not just yeah. the naked parts. <laughs> well, I guess uh, parts, just but. on that note, just for the some of our audience who are curious about the writing process. So you guys both wrote the episode, but you would yeah. take individual scenes and then come together to incorporate them. How do you? How does that work as a? Well, duo? I mean, we do, like, like look. TV, most TV shows, I think procedurals work different. You worked on numbers for years, but definitely on a serialized show, because I wrote on Teen Wolf and now we break the episode with everybody in the room. And I mean, that's everybody. That's Vaughn, all the way, you know, and Mark and Jerry. And, and we have a fantastic room of people with incredible ideas. And Becky, who wrote three, I mean, just constantly has that's why we have too much story yeah we always have that's <laughs> yeah, why the episodes clearly, are fast clearly we had we had 70 minutes of story in a 42 yeah, minute yeah we are you, you know, asked me how we cut. felt about it we were it's a little bit of a bummer because we had so much more in the episode that had and, and Segan who's the editor did a great job yeah. you know but she, she just to make the 40 minutes like we had to lose so much like we need to learn to like chill it out a little bit. And Ashley, who you can't see, but she's our writer's assistant. Her and uh, Miller had fantastic ideas. We have a really great room that is constantly coming up with ideas. I don't think we ever had a moment of silence, which is why I'm glad I'm editing again. So silence. I'm tired of listening to people talk. But Sean and I had a uh, we had a pretty good workflow where we 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 divided up by storylines. So instead okay. of taking acts, after we broke it as a room and had the basic idea, then um, like I took the Claire and the Gates storyline for this one and uh, then I took uh, what other did I write? Oh yeah. And then you took Gabriel, Gabriel and Michael and the New Delphi stuff. And then we and then we you know we do that and then we switch it and then I take her half and she takes my half and we give notes cool. and, and work on that so that's how we yeah. that's how we work together because we're not a traditional partnership we just met mm-hmm. on this show I heard that Vaughn put you guys together to work together on yeah this and show. I'm still really angry at Vaughn about that <laughs> yeah. I've sent him many you know long... I feel good about it because I'm really I'm lazy and a bad writer <laughs> so she just did everything and then I got to take credit yeah. so that works seems to work yeah, for our awesome. partnership no, yeah. yeah but we had a yeah. We had a pretty good time. It worked time. well enough that we asked to, you know, do 209 together as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's so, great. yeah, so yeah. we divided storylines and then we switched the stuff. And we like, we like, we probably can't tell that joke. It's not a terribly funny show, mind you. It's a kind of a deadly serious <laughs> show, which is great. It's weird that we're writing on that. But, um, so it's, um, Sean would be like, are we going to be able to get away with that joke? I'm like, it's going to get cut. But it's a good joke, so let's save it for now. <laughs> And the actors had fun at the table read with some yep. of the jokes, but I don't think any of them made TV. <laughs> I do think, though, that um, when you have a heavily serious show like this, you have to have your light characters. Like, Absolutely. You, you have um, Pete. Pete. Yeah. Who, Love Pete. We who unfortunately got Pete. repossessed. That sucks. <sighs> it sucks. Jerky riders. <laughs> Why are they doing that to our Pete? No, seriously, That's our Pete. Pete's the best. We love Pete. Just, just when we thought, don't Pete. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. when we thought, I, I found out he was going to be a series regular in the last episode, and I was yeah. so excited. Luke's um, great. The, yeah. He's did a fantastic job. I, you know, we here's one of the problems I think that we can talk about, just like inside baseball, is that we have so many characters on the show that I feel like why we really need to be renewed is that we have so much more story we want to tell and Pete is one of those characters for me like I don't feel like we did as much as we as we had time to do I mean we only have four, you know I, if you break it down by character and the whole season it's really not that much like screen time for each character and some of them obviously demand more time you know Alex and Claire and Michael and Gabriel and so sometimes the side characters don't get the screen time that I, we want to give them. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of story on the table for Pete. You know, um, and we can't really go into it because hopefully, you know, season three maybe or, or 
later on in season two, we might get into more Pete stuff. But he has, as, as you mentioned on the other after buzzes, he's one of the only characters that sort of is still living in 2015, mm-hmm. 2014. So what what does he bring with that, and what life what life has he missed in 25 years? Right, and I feel like that uh, usually with every show, there's at least one stand-in for the audience, right. and he's that character where if we were in that world, we would be Pete. Right. We would be possessed and repossessed and confused. Making, I don't wear as much flannel, but other than that, I totally <laughs> but agree. He makes cultural references that 25 years after an apocalypse, nobody knows who the hell Darth Vader is anymore. <laughs> right. You Everybody know? knows who Darth Vader is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I'm curious, because you guys have both come from other genre shows. Alyssa, you were on Teen Wolf, and yeah. Sean, you were on Helix uh, in season one. Correct. Big fan of that show. Yay! Team Helix. Um, but how Helix. Is, uh, how is the approach different coming into this world? The more, as opposed to sci-fi, or like I call it religify. Um, <laughs> uh, but how is your approach different for this show as opposed to those that you were on before? Uh, I want to think about it. I'm just going to let you go first. (laughs) There's a lot fewer archangels in Helix. (laughs) I think Um, is the real problem with Helix. You would have had a. There would have been another season if there would have been more angels. I think. Um, Helix was uh, it was great. Helix we attacked more from a hard science a hard science uh, point of view to start with, um, which was great. It's great to be able to lock things uh, down with a doctor. We had a CDC person that we talked to every week on that show. And so a lot of stories could come out of the truth of today what would actually happen during an outbreak and even if they turned into these creatures and even if there was um, immortality, how to base that in hard in hard fact. Whereas on Dominion, I came into Dominion, a lot of what we base on, as, as Vaughn said last week, is Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, we use Old Testament and we use, well, they can fly and they can talk to each other with their wings. And so it's not quite as hard science fiction, but so following the rules on Dominion is actually tougher. Because we have to create the Bible. Did they talk to each other with their wings? Was that Leviticus? Book, it was the book of Numbers. Everything's the book of Numbers. <laughs> everything's in the book of Numbers. Because that's a boring one that no one can get through, right? So that's what you do. That's also where you learn that their wings will protect them from anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, from yeah. Bullets. Yes. Which is yeah. weird. No one knew what that word was 4,000 years ago. Now it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he is all seeing. Uh, <laughs> um, so when you so when you first stepped into that world, that like so Vaughn's created this, so he had it all in his head. Yeah. What was the biggest thing that you're like? What are like? Was there anything about the world that really s- just jumped out at you? Jumped out at us. Um, like was it the- like why the hell is that guy's name Jeep? Yes! That's true, yes. But that's not Vaughn. That's not Vaughn. <laughs> we are still, I, I would love to sit down with Scott I bet and that's, ask. I bet that's the legal department, though. You're like, Tom Smith. Nope. nope. That, that's Jeep. How about Jeep? Jeep. Jeep's good. <laughs> you could go with Jeep. Jeep works. Jeep's good. Uh, Just for those of you listening, I, I actually I work in production legal, and so a lot of what we do is we are like we are squashing creative dreams. So um, yes, thank you. You're not, you're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, they totally are. Remember when the lawyers came and visited us? That was yeah. the worst day. That was the best day. Oh, the we worst. got lunch. Lawyer day is always. We get lunch day. every day. I know, but we had lunch with new people. Oh, yeah, that's true. I love people. <laughs> new people. New people. But what we do is when when you have a script, we're the ones that say, "Oh, you can't use that because there's already a person in real life." With that name, and well, Major League Baseball uh, yeah. is 
the worst, I guess, uh, about clearing oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, you guys mm-hmm. had ALCS going on in the background. Yeah. Well, we I poppy. think we probably had a college game, if or, you look yeah, closely, that yeah. uh, because you can't clear it. It costs way too much money. Um, and I would like to take this p- time to say that uh, the reason it's a Boston fan, although I had a great time at Fenway last year and I had really good clam chowder, which is um, really important to me. It's good clam chowder at Fenway. Is that um, I wanted him to be from Caltech and I wanted him to be a Dodger fan. I'm just saying right now. <laughs> I was going to ask who the the Sox fan was. Neither of us. Nobody. I think it's crazy. It, well, Todd. I don't even. I think Todd's a Mets fan. No, I hope yeah, he's no, a Yankees no. fan. And I'm I'm, I'm it's, totally uh, dissing it really him right now. It really was because of MIT. MIT's in Boston. Yeah, that, that was why. Sense. But I thought Caltech could be just as good, and we could have a Caltech Dodger fan. Caltech is better. And plus, Sorry, MIT. To Vegas. Anyway, the whole thing we got railroaded with the Boston. And um, writers really seem to like to do Boston. Yeah. And um, there was a very funny thing on Tumblr where they like did a. Di- I forgot to send it to you. They did a dialogue of like how the Boston thing come about came about, like their prediction, like Dominion writer. Hey guys, how about we use this? Get you know, and it kind of it kind of was like that. So I think that <laughs> we worked really, really hard it. not to. We we try not to hit all those tropes. You know, we we actually. We actually talk about those in the room quite a bit, stereotypes and tropes. And honestly, this Boston thing has become a trope. And of course, that's the one we hit. But I like baseball, though. I mean, I I really like baseball. I I will say, though, the character himself, Gates, he's not a trope. And he has, he has this moment to me that was so real when, uh, when they're leaving the building that, because the angel has come into their building, so they're leaving the building and she shows him his baseball card and he just has that real moment of, I, I left everything I had behind, which is, you never, you almost never mm-hmm. see that on TV. People jump from burning buildings and they're like, okay, bye. And you're like, but all your stuff's in there. <laughs> yeah. And this was one of the first times on TV I've seen someone actually acknowledge that they just lost everything they owned. Yeah. Which I, I thought that brings it home to a true moment. And for Gates, and I think you did this fantastic. Um, I barely had to rewrite it at all is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, you know, Gates, he is one of the few people. He was 18 or something when the, when the, uh, the war happened. And so he has been holding on to these memories. He's been hoarding his memories of a better time. And so it really is. He is he's, not, he's not just lost everything. He's lost his memories. I think we can. Do, would you guys? So I think we can talk about this because he, he, you know, I don't think this is a, a storyline that will come back just because of the situation because he lost all of his stuff. But at one point, we were going to have a bobblehead. He was going to be talking about this person, and they realized that the whole time he was just talking about a bobblehead. Like he, not really, he like lost his mind a little bit, but that he. He was, and that was like, yeah. well, I think that was like one of my favorite pitches. Like the kid he was training. Like <laughs> yeah. Man, it was Manny or something. Then we realize it's Manny Fernandez's bottle, bobblehead, you know, that that's a big, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, he's sort of crazy, but. Yeah, that was a storyline that didn't happen just yeah. because of, you know, we have these grand ideas at the yeah. beginning of the season, and then right. by the time you get down to the nitty gritty, it's amazing how much your ideas change by yeah. that. When you actually have to get, look at that board and like start talking about scene from scene from scene, like all of the. We, like, pages, four, we did a 42-page document that we sent to Sci-Fi, you know, four weeks into the season. Said, here's what we want for the whole season. And maybe, what, 10% of that? Yeah, you still live by the end of, yeah. by the end when you finally are digging into each episode and, and the characters are making decisions for you. But it turns that just out means yeah. you yeah. have more to write, though. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, season yeah. three. Lots of stuff to do. Like, Speaking of lots of stuff to do, yes. I want to dig into uh, this episode. All right. Please, 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 please. And I'm sorry if I was distracted just no. now. I was setting up a surprise for the end of this podcast, so... Stay tuned. We have some ridiculous stuff that we're going to do. <laughs> I hope it's cake. 
Tell me it's cake. Oh, the cake no. is a lie. If it's not cake, I'm yeah, lying. No, no she's, it's, it's like, I'd be lying. There's Chipotle okay. chips, though. They're not yeah. mine. Oh, I love those. They've got lime on them. All right, I'm so let's let's chips. talk about a, a New Delphi in this episode, because lots of stuff happened here. Um, we opened up, and we saw... Noma and like the the thing that it just uh, for some reason I just call it a Voldemort skull. You had the same thought that I did. Now this proves that we've been working together oh, too. The Voldemort skull, yeah. That's I watched cool. it and yeah. it reminds yeah. me of the skull that Voldemort uses to call his. Uh, well, can I tell yeah. you what yeah, it, what it was? Yeah. It actually surprised mark, me too. The dark mark. Yeah, the dark, dark mark. mark. It surprised. It kind of also reminded me of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Originally, uh, the way Vaughn, I think it was definitely Vaughn had mm-hmm. talked about it was that maybe it like the <laughs> came on his face and turned into a skull for a second. But I think then Spin, who is our awesome VFX, I mean, they do a great job with the budget we have, which is not amazing, because, you know, just isn't. They do a fantastic job. I thought what they yeah. did was really super cool and scary. So, like, you know, I'm it really like impressed. Voldemort. He's the scariest wizard of all time. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Gandalf's pretty scary, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I'm, I'm going to think about this for the next 30 minutes. And then <laughs> now, yeah, great. Now, great. Now I'm going off. Okay. What about the guy in Sinbad with yeah. the hair? He's more like, yeah. Earthsea, the Jed's Shadows. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, totally nerd out. I, I mean, that, and that just kicked off, like, because we're, we're waiting to get back there. Because um, we know, like, I sort of figured at the point, it's probably that's what a possession looks like, but Noma is an angel. What happens when an, somebody, an angel tries to possess another angel chaos yeah that we we saw it and obviously that's and you you pointed out in one of the other after buzzes that no and you both pointed out and smartly because of the the higher angel that they killed out front that Noma was keeping it to herself yes you know, oh, yeah, she yeah. was a higher angel so yeah. they didn't know they thought it was just another human and that led up to that moment and then launched Noma uh, you know I, I love Noma in this episode too no, but it really I just love launched her, her to that badass, badass who feels badass. violated and she's ready to in that moment down there we loved writing that moment where yeah. she said you know, and she was she would do it if Alex said do it she would have opened that M4 and just she would have killed everyone would have died she would have been happy to do that because that's a city that violates people and that's what she wanted to do it's interesting that um, you have in this episode where you have someone actually describe that feeling of when some when someone is uh, possessed by yep. the eight ball and she has this moment where she's saying I felt so violated and you start to see like this is really bad like a town full of walking around eight balls even if they're functioning with everybody is not a good thing if this is how the person feels yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the the part of it at, at the end of the day what these people are is you have the the humans in this town living with Humans who have been co-opted, they have yeah. been their bodies have been stolen from them. Exactly. So as much as you're like, yeah, these are peaceful eight balls. They're, yeah. they're <laughs> the nice ones. They stole a body. They yeah. effectively killed somebody. Well, here's a question exactly. you can ask yourself, or if you write fanfic um, about <laughs> it, where did these like what did these humans give up to not be possessed? Right, the ones yeah. that aren't possessed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the humans who have made what? What, what deal, deal did they, they made? Because we talked about that a lot in the room. Yeah. Like, did they right. give up a family member? Interesting. Did they, you know, yeah. like we don't. We didn't have time to explore it to the level we wanted to. We had a whole Pete storyline with that at one yeah. point. Um, or I wonder if it's just that Julian, knowing that he needs to keep up this appearance and not be an army of angels, right? Needs to have that fifty percent human element to shield himself Absolutely. from, like, cool. because as we found out um, from Dominion Revelations, 
uh, on the site. Sorry, Ashley uh, <laughs> with us. Ashley Halloran did, uh, and Brian Johnson uh, did the revelations for all thirteen chapters, and I think they're awesome. Yeah, they did. They fantastic. are. Yeah, they've yeah. been really fun. And yeah. what we got? We heard this. that Ashley uh, was the one who said that Raphael would be a woman. Pushing, yeah, which push, is got, got it in awesome. there. Awesome. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. Ashley and, Bri- and Brian both. They yeah. both. They, they both did that. Yeah, they did. They're awesome. They did this together. There. So if you like revelations, thank Ashley and Brian. Well, thank you. Thank we have an agreement over there. Um, but what we what we got in there? Um, well, two things. We got that General Ryson had sent somebody to uh, investigate the uh, investigate New Delphi, find out what they are, and he reported back that this was a mixed city with with eight balls and humans, right. and all basically <laughs> that. So General Ryson knew what was going on here. He had knowledge of this, um, which is interesting and sort of brings his relationship with. Um, his Clementine with Clementine into an interesting new light. Like I think that may have you could say that, that sort of sparked his like determination to keep her around because he could see that they can be peaceful. Hope again, um, hope yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we also found learned that one of you guys is a big Friday Night Lights fan because the the uh, soldier that went into. Uh, New Delphi was named Thomas Riggins or Tim Riggins. <laughs> Did they sneak that by me? <laughs> and why, Ashley, are you a big Friday Night Lights fan? Who would repeat to you quietly every day, Texas Forever? Who was it? <laughs> um, but so, the uh, yeah, if you guys aren't uh, reading that stuff, just go to uh, sci-fi.com slash Dominion, I believe. Is you can literally website. type just, in just Dominion Google, on Google. Yeah, just Google Dominion out. Revelations, you'll find it easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so the, the other big stuff in this episode, because I want to make sure we get to it all, um, <laughs> we see the, the army that Alex and Noma, so they're cool. like not satisfied with these answers, which I think is reasonable, because yeah. Julian's like, yeah, we have an alive. I'm not going to tell you anything about my city. Yeah. <laughs> Would you trust that guy's eyebrow? Yeah. I don't trust him at all. <laughs> I mean, I love him, but I don't trust him. Yeah, um, he has a secret urn. I mean, yeah, secret urn, army in stasis. He's <laughs> yeah. got a lot going on. I do like that they like wander into this little army and they're like just shining the flashlight. They don't like get ready. Like they're just like, this is intriguing. <laughs> it was a longer. It was a longer scene. It wasn't so much of a wander. That honestly, this is one of the fights you have with production. Is you write, we wrote. Probably four or five scenes of the search for that army. Yeah, they did. It was a whole. Him. There was a whole setup of Ryson was going to go um, distract Julian while they were going to go do that. So that's why Ryson goes and has the meeting with Julian to distract Julian. They go undercover. They go. They go through all these different things. They try to. They get into a big fight. They throw people through windows. It was awesome. And then production's <laughs> like, "How about a gate? Yeah, how like, about they just walked it all over the gate? We don't. We guys, we don't have thirty million dollars. <laughs> nice. How about Noma just?" Kick something. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. like, we love it when the, when she does yeah. that. So, yeah. So that's you know that's that's. But just they what did like Oz Scott, who directed the episode, did yeah. this really fantastic shot. Um, well, they, he got he, he had like, them go up. He walked up this so thing, and I'm the, a little sad. I'm hoping like for extra content or DVD that they can do a longer. I mean, I don't know what sci-fi does with that kind of stuff. I know on Teen Wolf we used to try to do that, but you know that you could see like the whole thing and you could see their whole like surprise on their face and stuff I like we did I hadn't seen that shot yet because you know VFX are usually the last thing that happens Mm -hmm. so when I saw the cut it was still just a few people standing in a green screen (laughs) so when I saw it I was like holy crap that's really cool it's a great shot it's a great shot I remember when I think it was Vaughn and and Katie Gruel one of our other writers were sort of batting that idea around of the of the 
eight balls in stasis, and Vaughn really he loved that, and he fought for that the whole way. And that was it's it's expensive, and it's an expensive thing. And we were trying to find different ways to do it. We have you know that we have other ways to do it, and I love that Vaughn got that for us. Yeah, and they're all know? armed and things, that, which makes them extra scary yeah. and might come into play later. Uh, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm like, but the other big uh, revelation out of the New Delphi storyline was, of course, the uh, the amphora. Amphora? Amphora. 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 Well, it was seven. one amphora. Or yeah. seven yeah. amphora. A amphora and seven amphora. <laughs> Yeah, the urn. Let's just the urn. The face of darkness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fifth um, one. But the I, I, I loved that that was what it was. That this is a plague. Like this is a this is a plague in a bottle. Yeah. It's the rat. Yeah. It's I, the wrath. I think the, I'm not an expert about that. I think the plagues and the wraths are slightly different. There's, there's seven wraths and how and many plagues? 11, 11 or 13 plagues. 13 but we plagues? can mix it up, whatever. But yeah, there's <laughs> seven wraths yeah. of God and that this is the yeah. fifth. The darkness is the fifth wrath of God. Yeah, but just, I mean, the idea, like, my brain starts turning. It's like, I'm just like seeing them in Egypt, like, yeah. uncorking yeah. Oh, this yeah. vase yes. and just yeah. unleashing this and that that is the, the thing that is being used here that's the fun of I think this show yes, is that like cool. is tying in all those pieces from the actual stories that we're familiar with and giving either a new explanation to them mm-hmm. yeah. or just a new light on them a different twist it's fun it right. is, no it is fun we had a great time trying to come up with ideas for that yeah. thing and I think Vaughn talked about it in episode 7 he does a really fun for his episode he does a really fun twist on one of those stories and I thought yeah. Becky did a fantastic job with you know, Sodom and Gomorrah and episode mm-hmm. three. just the idea of that oh, that that blew me yeah, away I, I was it. just like this is awesome I want more of that <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to give anything away but episode 210 by Mark Halsey there's no humans in it it's just frogs that's it. Just frogs. So I'm not going to tell you which plague Yeah, which is. one of those vases yeah. has frogs? Yeah. <laughs> An infinite supply of frogs. Yeah. Uh, I do like the idea, though, that you guys have set this up where it could come into play. Like, there, there are... Um, I'm Who knows sorry, when raining count. frogs might There are six into other vases going around, so... Not just in Magnolia. It's, it's going to happen only, in Magnolia, I was just going to say, which you beat me, me out. Too. Sorry. Which is also why, yeah, him and I work together. I was like, the yeah. only good part of Magnolia... <laughs> It's movie sucks. I really enjoyed Magnolia. Donkey. Again, why we work well together. Um, we hate each other, but, uh, but we respect each the other. The worst taste. So, ever. with the threat of this, of this, of the vase of darkness, um, uh, we Julian finally reveals himself to our team. Yes, he's not just Julian. Like, he's not just a human. He's not just Nabal. He's a dyad. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, we have a, a question from Twitter from uh, a friend of the show, Hanko9, uh, who has is a dyad. Hanko9, I've seen Hanko9 a couple times on here. Yeah, oh, he's, I like Hanko9. Yeah. He writes uh, He writes recaps for you guys. Oh, that's yeah. Fanatic. It's a TV yeah. fanatic. Oh, I read oh, his recap. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Thank Hanko9, you, Hanko9. Now I'm a super fan of you. <laughs> and, uh, but not Hank oh, 1 through 08. Not guys. <laughs> I hate those guys. Take him back off. Yeah, exactly. I want the ninth one. Um, is it, so he asks, is a dyad a dominion Creation, or does this exist somewhere in literature? That's all Vaughn. I think it's all Vaughn. I think he came up with that during the pilot. Yeah, I think so in too. Season one, he came up with that, and he's been pushing. It got sort of pushed into the background in season one, and so it, we decided to basically build season two around this. Yeah, I mean, idea. yeah, because like there's Nephilim and things that you know are not from the Bible. Ooh, yeah. I get a little oh. excited there. You know, from like Gnostic texts and other. You know, we didn't just take from the Bible; we took from a lot of different. Mm-hmm. A lot of different yeah. Gnostic texts, which are religious, but also from just different mythology that people have created. But 
Yeah, I think the diet is all him, and the word obviously means double. And It's funny yeah. that you mentioned that, because the second part of his question was, do Nephilim exist in this world? Um, Maybe. Like, I wouldn't want to give anything away. I would say we, it's not something we've explored so far, but, you know, if we have time to explore more things, like, I'm not going to say no yeah. for anything, <laughs> you know? You can create cool story with that. Uh, Nephilim, for anyone who's interested, uh, just uh, the, they're presumably the fallen angels or giants, depending on, I guess, what story you're going with. I thought it was like when an angel came down and got it on with a non-angel, yes. and then you get Nephilim. Yeah. From yeah. Working yeah. as a PA on Prophecy 3, so I'm obviously an expert <laughs> yeah. about really this. Yeah. It's really good. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all the different... step in my career. Yeah. You yeah. should have stopped there. I guess my... <laughs> are we going to figure out... My question is, and I don't know if you can answer Please. this or not, but are we going to figure out how he became a dyad? Because... He started off as a higher angel back in the day of Sodom right. and Gomorrah. So and then, and then he got knocked down. So he got knocked down. To and the outer sphere. Yeah. That yes. Was the quote. When, when he got knocked down, <laughs> I just assumed he was knocked down to, like, eight-ball status. Well, he was knocked down to lower angel status, for sure. Like, I, I don't know if it's the status. I mean, we didn't talk about it so much, but he was definitely zooming around with that body. He was one of the lower spirits. Like, yeah. all the, you know, there's billions, I think, billions of lower spirits out there, and they've only taken over whatever... Two billion human bodies mm-hmm. to become eight balls. So he he basically lost his body and became a lower spirit without a body. He's probably angel. a more powerful because he yeah, had I guess a higher that's angel. what I would assume yeah. is that like if yeah. you sort of take it as like his soul was ripped out. Yeah. yeah, his soul is still that of a higher angel. So it's running around in yeah. the, the outer sphere with all the lower angels, but. He's a, so he then needs to take over a body, but if he does, he'll explode the body because they set up that up last week that most 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 human bodies do not have the ability to keep an eight ball inside, or not all of them do. Mm-hmm. Some go crazy, and that's who's in the in the asylum downstairs. Right. Um, so, like the ones with good aerobic capacity, they've done like a lot of spin classes and stuff. Yeah. They're totally good. But yeah, now, there is. I think is it two oh eight? It's you in, in Ashley and and Brian's revelations. They actually go. We we go into it in the series too, which we can't get into about Julian. Why Julian's a dyad? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, um, cool. Larry, but also in Revelations, they go deeper into it. Which chapter is that? Eight. Two, so two oh eight. So after two oh eight, they'll go in deeper into his. And Julian's backstory as well. Julian and Lyrae's backstory. Yeah, my theory would be just that he has to because he would just blow up the body. He they has to, to like, create he has to a make, body, yeah, he's a, or he has to make a deal yeah. with the human. He has to like they have to sort of melt, like merge and become one. As opposed, so it's not just um, this is now. It's no longer like the human. If we, the human was Bob before, and <laughs> um, and the angel was um, Lyrae. Lyrae, thank you. Um, this is now neither one of them. Now it's Julian. I guess more like Henry. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great theory, and I'm uh, maybe writing that down. Or <laughs> <laughs> Ted. Um, so that's so that's sort of. Uh, oh, I did have one other question. Well, yeah. before we move on from Delphi, uh the the spirit that took over Pete Manathis is that like a known? Creature from somewhere, or was that just the sound, the, angel think, sounding word? I think You've, that's your name. yeah. The names are all pulled from some giant list. Of, yeah, some giant list of that. That name is pulled from. I don't know what was that your name? Mythology. Or is that Miller? 
probably, let's give that to David Miller, okay. one of our one of the one of the people in our writers block, one of our yeah, group of writers, David Miller. It's a great name. Yeah, Manaphis. I may have actually thrown that one out too. So Reyes was a saint, a female saint who was martyred. She was a Catholic saint who was none. We talk who, about Reyes in the episode. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, was that's it. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was a. I took that name from a, a Catholic saint, and I'm sorry that I can't think of her background now because the poor woman was martyred doing something kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so that's where her name came from, actually, Catholicism. Oh, so I wonder if because I was thinking, I was thinking this when I was while I was watching. Because is Reyes a like is he lying about this person? <clears throat> but it seems like a, heavy, a big specific for him to drop if it's fake. So could this be the person? Could Reyes be the person who is responsible for the dyad situation? Like she pulled this super high spirit by using the uh, vase of darkness. To, which is my favorite new thing on the show. Yeah. I was just calling it Base of Darkness. Yeah. Um, to draw him in, and he was the first but one to find it, it and take over his body, but and then whatever happens to create a dyad happens. I think that's a good theory. All right. I love, I <laughs> they can, can't I confirm can, it. I can just listen to your theory. I'm actively like avoiding, like while I'm doing these theories, yeah. I'm avoiding looking at you guys. Sure. It's kind of like making Rice Krispie Treats, though. That's a spoiler. <laughs> making a dyad. Sort of like, sort of like making Rice Krispie Treats. It's delicious. And you guys the, it'll make sense by 209. Just, <laughs> just stick with it. You guys are the chat roll and on YouTube, and I just I want to know what, what your theories are based just based solely on the idea that making a diet is like making a Rice Krispies treat. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Fill out that that uh, that. Uh, it's more like a holy so triad, but let's snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> um, so let's um, let's Love talk about. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Claire and Gates over in Vega. Um, and we already dealt with the the Red Sox thing, which I just like. I was laughing throughout that. Um, I went to college in Boston, so oh. I get it. Oh, okay. Uh, what you know, like, are you Emerson? It's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can just tell. Everybody, yeah, it's the smell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad Everybody smell, I bet that went to college in Boston went to Emerson. Uh, no. that, my friends are all Boston University. Oh, that's why you're the worst. <laughs> they're at your um, party. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. But so, so they people. they're getting attacked by an angel and they're trapped. The like Claire didn't bring enough security detail with her. She's not allowed she to. She didn't bring she's any. Not, she's not allowed That's to. That's true. She right. she has to sneak into Gates' right. place. Because Gates doesn't like anyone to know where he lives including this he doesn't trust anybody. Yeah. Like that is so actually she's not dumb. That's a deal that her and her the father and Gates had and that she had with Gates. Like, she that's does, a deal. she alludes to it. She says I followed my dad's yeah. rules when I came here. I came alone. She doesn't actually think it's a good idea. She just does what yeah. you know. It is very interesting that we learn that Gates was sort of brought to the city by her father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sort of creates this weird mm-hmm. dynamic where where he's they're like making twenty years out. older than her, and they're making out. But I did say they had good chemistry last episode. I am noting that right I now. I don't think he's twenty because he, he when he was at you said eighteen, but I think he was actually like we always pictured him like sixteen. He was like yeah. a, he went to MIT really young. He was like supposedly <clears> this <throat> prodigy when MIT really young sixteen. So I think we thought he was like forty three, and she's what twenty eight. That's what we've always thought. So it's not yeah. that. No, I, oh, creepy. I wasn't even yeah. talking about you, it. You thought it was creepy. I didn't think it was creepy because of their ages. Is it creepy because he looks like Alex? No, I th- actually, that's interesting. <laughs> I thought it was creepy because, like, he is sort of like because he was brought into this like community by yeah. her father, and like in a sort of sense, like sees General Rison as a father figure. Yeah. There's like a weird step step uh, siblings it, thing going on. It, it worked on Gossip Girl. So I, I think Gates honestly does think of himself as more of an equal. With Ryson and David mm-hmm. Wheel, the, the founding fathers of Vega. Well, he's just he's, as he's responsible for yeah. the, the the how this place functions. Yes. Yeah. like if, he says it last week. Like he's like, if I don't build this, all of the crops are gonna die. Yeah. Did that angst come through? 
Did the angst of that saying that come through to you guys? Because, like, it was a lot longer. The angst was a lot longer in the original script. I, like, really got into the angst. I think I had a bottle yeah. of bourbon, and I was like, the angst of pills, all the pills are still there. She actually, there's a, she looks at the pills and sees them, okay. on the, and then right. she goes back. So yeah, I mean, we, we definitely reference. noticed the pills. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he's struggling okay. like, yeah. to, to survive in this world. Yeah. I mean, this has to be one of the most stressful worlds to live in. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's people dying in the streets while, like, there are people living in Vegas houses and like you're sort of in the middle he's sort of in the middle of that I yeah. think that's probably why he wants to live off on his own exactly I think he could be, Reno he might be, be pretty bad oh Reno's the worst yeah that'd be pretty bad <laughs> Reno actually didn't change at all in those 25 years <laughs> you get a really cheap prime rib there though it's true uh, Gates, that is exactly why though Gates is basically in the V3 area because he doesn't he doesn't want to be a V6 he's never even though he could he could be he could be up there with he could be console Gates you know console Foley yeah, up there if he wanted, but he just doesn't want that. He's not that kind of guy. He's he likes that tinkering, likes fixing things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I did love in this this sequence uh, the moment where he's like, where the angel is like digging at the steel. You see pieces chipping you away. You understand at that moment, like we knew their wings could stop bullets, but right. at that moment, you understand just how strong they are. Yeah, Vaughn was super excited about yeah. that. I think it was slightly different when he when he had um, pitched it. I remember. He really want, he got you know he got it in his head and when, he, when Vaughn gets something in his head he gets super excited he's like a kid at Christmas he's he stood like, up oh, he stands up he jumps up out of his seat and he goes over to the wall yeah and he was like oh go like this and the wings go into and the I think thing originally they... it kind of went in like more like this yeah. and then yeah. I think he worked with Oz on how they did more of a hammering but I thought it turned right. out really cool yeah, once again our effects really cool. company is the badass and they make things yeah. look really cool because that could go wrong quickly I think yeah. and I yeah. think it actually that looked could, really that could have been very bad yeah I think it looked really <laughs> yeah, cool they made it, it look was great. really and cool and it made them super yeah. scary right it yes. made Garotha super scary yeah, yeah. It makes it super scary because they didn't think they thought they were fine. Like they, they were yeah. like, "Oh, we have like all this reinforced concrete and steel. We'll be fine." And then when he starts doing that, it's like, "Okay, now we have to go to Plan B." And also, how Briathos got into the city is a whole part that we didn't have time to. Um, uh, we didn't have time to shoot even. It didn't even make our second yeah. cut of the script. But if people are like, "How to get in the city?" Because they have all those things. He's like a super ninja angel. Like, he did this whole thing, like, we had this whole thing where he, they have a process for letting in pilgrims immigration. in. Immigration. Immigration in, and he, like, comes in and does, like, a really creepy thing and, like, kills a guy and stuff. I mean, this is all my own fanfic now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is our own fanfic. of stuff that doesn't make it a TV. We're like, remember when we wrote this really cool part? It's all borders. It's just, like, the line between yeah. what's really on the show and what's yeah. just creepy fanfiction. Exactly. It's, like, it's not all creepy. Not it's wonderful me. Not fanfic. all creepy. Sometimes it's creepy, but mostly it's wonderful and they, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan. I yeah. will just repurpose it into my next show. But speaking of creepy, uh, David Wheel uh, in this episode, he is... Oh, that's the other story I, wrote. I, I have to, I have to I read Zach's first line. note on David Wheel. It just says, running. <laughs> yeah. Funny. That's, uh, actually, that's actually Becky Kirsch. That is Becky from, <laughs> from season, uh, episode, episode three. three yeah. Yeah, we had to, because our shows run so long, like we, they had to cut that out of three and they put it at the beginning of that ours. That was just going to be at the oh, end okay. of three. Like, oh, yeah. where's Anthony Head? Yeah, so he then. was never gone out of episode three. He was just at the end of it, but then yeah. for time. It's like Rose was originally in the first episode and we moved her into episode two yeah. because of just time restrictions. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, well, um, I mean, the basic storyline here, like we get Wheel kidnapped by this build, this growing revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was like coming from within Vega. Um, and he's basically bartering anything he can to stay alive for another half hour. Jackie, how did you feel? Like, how do you, how do you feel about Wheel by the end of this episode? 
<laughs> I actually, you know, I have, I've been meaning to ask you guys this because I have this struggle with wheel because, um, Anthony Head is usually such, when you see him in interviews, he's such like a warm character. So to see him play a bad guy is a little bit like messing with your brain. So you're feeling like, okay, uh, he's got to do something good at some point or whatsoever. And sometimes I feel like um, the character is misunderstood. But then again, I also thought Loki was misunderstood as a character, <laughs> which my my friends have shamed me for like, saying that. But I do, I do think... Way. <laughs> I do think there's a level to where this guy is doing what he's trying to do simply to survive at this point. And so he feels a certain level of justification in what he does because he feels like on one level um, in his past he was protecting the town. So he could say, okay, I'm doing all this because I'm protecting the town. And now at this point when it's do or die, he's like, okay, well, I'm doing all this because I'm being attacked and I'm doing it for self-preservation. I think, the, yes, absolutely. I mean, he is someone who's always going to survive, right? He's a survivor. Uh, but he'll do anything to do that. But I think his motivation, he, you know, the best villains are always complicated, right? They're not just, you know, they're not just one-dimensional. And the thing about David Wheel is he will, he thinks he's justified. We're, the, we're always the hero of our own story, right? right? He's justified in doing anything he can to protect Vega. What he built, and even if he has to kill some of the people in it, it's still worth it to right. maintain the like, one of the last outposts of civilization. So in his head, he is just ruthless because he has to be. Not he because does. he's a psychopath, but because he has to be. He has a great speech in the pilot. I think when uh, when Fat Mama escapes and is killing people and stuff, and he says he has a speech there about saying everything I've done has been to save humanity, and I have I hate the angels. I would never bring them in, and I and and that speech to me tells me everything I need to know about David Wheel. He is a hero. Now, he's an evil hero at yeah. this point, but he really is, he's not doing it just for himself. You know, now, that's all he has left. But he's still hoping to get back where he can be in a position where he can save humanity, in his mind. So, one of the things that got cut out for time, um, and as I said, I don't know what they show on DVDs and things, but is we had these great flashbacks. So, you saw a little quick... Just a little flash, flash, flash. Little flash, flash, flash of the, of the flashbacks, where we get to really see him as a yes. young preacher. Right. And the moment, so that guy that came in with a gun was a guy who came in to commit suicide. You know, he was preaching to maybe like a hundred sad people who were up late at night to come in and commit suicide, and he talks him down. And that's the moment that David Wheel realized, not that he did something good, but that he could manipulate people. Right. It went viral. Yeah. It was it was being filmed. Yeah, and it so went you viral got a little bit like of that. Segan did a good job of explaining it in the short amount of time yeah. we had, but I'm hoping that at some point we can do the extended version of it. You can really see because it's all about where he loses faith, and he talks about how he loses faith, and he talks about what God used to mean to him, and you know, you and know. the moment, yeah. the yeah. moment that when God actually is real is the moment he stops believing in God. Yeah, yeah. and I is and I weird? love the like the moment where he shoots his dream, uh, uh, his, yeah. the dream version of his son. And just the, everyone else is like, "What is happening?" Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he's crazy. He's but just he, firing into nothing because yeah. he um, has to let go of that guilt if he's going to yeah. move forward, right? Yeah. And I like that you gave that that physical motion yeah. instead of just like, "I don't need you anymore." And yeah. Then he fades away. Yeah. He, no, he walks, has to get shot. Uh, Anthony Head walks this great line playing this character between you feeling sympathy for him on yeah. certain levels, like when he's so beaten down, you're like, okay, give this guy a break, and then he turns around, he's like digging for the gun in his in his drawer, and then he's thinking right. about how he can manipulate these people, and you're like, 
okay, no, no, you're a jerk now. You're a jerk. Stop. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He, I mean, he's fantastic. And I, the dynamic between him and William, I have to say William was one of my favorite characters this so, entire season. So much fun. I mean, he... In those four episodes. I love his sort of just snarkiness and how he's just tormenting his father and... I, I thought he was fantastic. He had a confidence him. that I think the character never really had in right. real life, which yeah. is great because it's like sort of halfway. It's the son that he, I think David wishes he had. Yeah, in, yeah. A, in a sense, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but so we're, we're running a little long time. So let's yeah. move on. Let's. I want to talk yes. about Gabriel and Michael. Yeah. Um, in, in, in because the, every every Michael this season has just been my favorite plot line. Like everything that he does, because I think, I think really Michael and Gabriel is why I tuned into the show. Sure. But then everything else yeah. is like great to watch. But yeah. they're the, what I started Dominion for. Um, and by the way, everyone in the chat role is calling for more Janik. Oh, they really uh, want so much fun. That scene was so much fun. That scene's Janik's. I okay, love him. I'm, Ruben Angle, great actor. Dude, you get the props for that scene though. You came up with that weird scene in the Cadillac. You wanted a Cadillac. The only thing, the only yeah. thing I had to school you on was the, the bourbon whiskey thing. The bourbon whiskey is all because of her. <laughs> That's awesome. It was a cute moment. Um, yeah. But so with <laughs> Gabriel, so cute. <laughs> so cute. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I've definitely had those lectures from I people love or giving them to Angel people Janik. depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah. Um, but so. So uh, the big thing they they found they say Uriel is dead. Um, we don't see the body, and it's science right. in science fiction or yeah. religious fiction. You never if you don't see a body, they're not dead. And I think that that was sort of accentuated by the fact that Gabriel repeated it when there's no way he saw the body at that point. Right. He said he can, he just repeated we found the body. Yeah, because yeah, so, he just went from Janik to Michael. So is, yeah. the question is: Is Janik lying? Who is Janik working for? Um, I think those are really good questions. Jackie, what do you think? Those are really well, good questions. Well, I mean, we 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 heard that the actress was not uh, working more this season. So, and, but on other shows, that that always means like if you really like a character, which I think a lot of people mm-hmm. really like the character of Uriel. Um, I'd like to say that I really like the character of Uriel. Yeah, and Sean yeah. Really uh, we the love we love Uriel. Uriel. Yeah. We love Uriel, and, and I feel like that that leaves it open ended. Yeah. If she wants to come back, she can come back. Twin sisters. I think that uh, we should have a season three. What do you guys think? I think so, too. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. So we can figure out what happened to Uriel, and we can get more Janik. So what the heck is is (laughs) Raphael? And who is Raphael? Who is Raphael? We've met three out of five archangels. I really want to meet the other two. We didn't go to fire we town at all Lucifer this week, but yeah, we really want to be. Like that. Well, I, oh, I think I since like episode Lucifer. two, I've been like, "Where's Lucifer? I want to know what Lucifer is up to," which is the, says a lot about me, I guess. I don't know. Um, all right, well, season, so, season three, yeah, season four, maybe. Um, we got spread. It out. I think we're going to see him this week, but we don't have time to get oh, into that theory. Right. Yeah, we don't. Um, so uh, they, we get this great, great scene between Gabriel and Michael, and the part that I really want to uh, talk about is this. Uh, this disagreement that um, how they should go about it, they they end up teaming up, but um, they say, and a year, I have angels all over the world, and Michael goes, and a year to gather them. A year to what? I, is that a with, that that's actually just I, I in this this case I think you're reading too much into that. Line. Okay, it is just Michael is just saying, sure, go ahead, go ahead and get your army and come back to New Delphi, and it'll you know you've got them spread all over the world. It'll take you a year to get your army together, and by then Alex is going to be dead. So go ahead if you want to do yeah. it, but I'm going in now. Yeah. 
That's all. That's what. All right. That's what he's saying. Because they're super lazy. <laughs> yes. Like, what if they found an Xbox that still yeah. worked? Look at, look at Janet. <laughs> and they the started playing like Skyrim or something. <laughs> yes. I mean, Skyrim could take a year, right? Like, it's just, it's just Michael. He's just, just the base game. If you get the add-on, that's true. Yeah, download. Dude. It takes well, forever to download content in this world. Too. <laughs> yeah, a really long time. Ever. Um, but so uh, let's uh, talk about. Uh, well, Jack, do you have any other thoughts on this episode? No, I just like the um, what you guys have been saying is that the world keeps opening up and opening up, and you have more and more to write. This line where he says, "Oh, I have angels all over the world," I'm like, mm-hmm. "Boom!" That gives us even more locations we can go to. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. Sci-fi should yeah. give us more money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, New Delphi is more about eight balls. So mm-hmm. this season, we're going more into the eight ball stuff. So higher angels, we still have a lot to explore with higher angels. Like yeah, and we can start bringing up those uh, those little surprise that we got in oh, the yeah. booth. Um, so before we get into a, a quick round of predictions, yes. Jackie and I had one of the weirdest internet experiences this week because, like, we logged on to Twitter. Uh, or I logged on Twitter, I think it was Tuesday, Mm -hmm. and what do I see but (laughs) Anthony Head, for anyone listening on iTunes, we love you, go on YouTube or find this on our Twitters, because then we just see this video of Anthony Head. That was Anthony Head, Anthony Stewart Head, aka to Jackie, in my mind, Giles, dubbing over my voice from last week's podcast. That's awesome. What? That's and that so was cool. I, I think I just like walked around like I don't understand what's happening. That's like, awesome. I think I went into the video and double checked that that was yeah. me talking because I had to confirm it. But then it got even better because the next day, Jackie logs on. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Oh my god. I like this impression of me too. Yeah. Are you drinking tea with your I I feel up? like I would do that. It's good. I feel like it's a good, that it's is a so good impression. Cool. He sent us cupcakes once and I swear to god they were the best cupcakes of yeah. all time. <laughs> it was I love his just like his affectations for Jackie. Yeah. But so we have our own video to send back to Anthony right. Head and we're gonna post this after the show. This is Jackie and me. You completely lost your mind. Me? I'm not the one who appears to be carrying on a secret relationship with an eight ball. <laughs> well done, you guys. That's awesome. Dub well smash challenge continuing. And Roxanne, you got Roxanne in there too. Yes, very nice. You make a fantastic Roxanne. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to be Claire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, let's do a really, really quick round of predictions before we have to get out of here. Please. Next episode is written by Mark Hall. After Buzz TV predictions. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great Because episode. we had the video, we can't use the sound effects this okay. week. Oh. Um, so I made them myself. You did a lovely it. job. Um, Jackie, what are you thinking? Um, it's hard to do predictions with them here. Because We're just going to look at you like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like I'm, I'm forcing you guys. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's scarier. You're not forcing us to do anything. <laughs> nope. That we don't want to do. Um, but what, oh, let's act it. What we oh, saw next week that. was um, Noma versus Gabriel. Winged combat. Yes, winged combat. That was my favorite. Best. Like I started trying to get that hashtag going last year because right. that was my favorite part. Was angel versus angel fight. Yeah. Like when Furyad fights Michael. Yeah, it's awesome. That was the best. Yeah. So I wanted more of that, and we so far we've got some cool angel fights, but not angel v angel with right. the wings out. We do it more joust, like, joust style. They're on like ostriches. <laughs> 
Um, I'll I'm just sorry, say what I want to see. What I want to see is um, what I want to <laughs> see is more of David and Zoe teaming up together and maybe trying to take down Claire and see what Claire does with that. Yeah, I think we're definitely the, they, they tease the idea of civil war. Yes, I think we're definitely building towards that. Yeah, um, and then I hope next week we go back to Firetown. I want to see. What I they love do. Firetown. If Michael oh, has Firetown. to go back. Oh yeah, to yeah I, I know Firetown. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I heard your Wicker Man thing with that. I got it. I understand. <laughs> yeah, kind of, um, yeah. If Michael has to go back there for any particular reason, like we know he wants to go in and save Alex right now, but if he has to go back there, maybe even with Alex, with the chosen one who they worship, that would be in a really interesting dynamic, and maybe a way to lure out the prophet. Yes. To bring Alex to the fire, maybe we'll figure out who's behind it all. Or maybe even bring Alex. Maybe Alex is needed back in um, in Vega because he because Vega's falling apart. Oh yeah, I mean there, there's a lot going on. Alex is sort of being pulled in all directions at this point. That alliance is very shaky. Nobody's asking yeah. him what he wants. It's a shaky alliance. Gabriel, Gabriel, and. Uh, and and Michael are just like we want Alex for our stuff, and Alex is like, no, I got my own thing going on. You guys. And I'm people are also a lot of fans have asked girlfriend. us what um, what they think <laughs> is going to happen with Arika because uh, we have the information that Uriel's dead. Is that going to go to her? What's she going to do with that? What is she plotting now? We haven't seen her in a couple episodes. Yeah, I think she was out for three and four, right? I think she comes back for five. I think she, she was, was out. Was she out for three? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so that that'll I think do it for. Uh, what for about this the ice capades? You guys didn't even guess about the ice capades. I think we don't. Hey, 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 hey. Fire Town. Don't tell them about Ice Town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A song of ice and Fire Town. Vaughn told, told me I could talk about the ice skating. Oh, okay. Okay. I really want to see Dominion on Ice. I would go to that. Yeah, that would, would so be awesome. Universal NBC Universal. Sci-fi. Make it happen. Get on it. Yeah. Um, but so that's you know they'd have to fly off the ice, so there would be like bungee cords involved. Oh yeah, there'd involved. be cords. Yeah. Yeah, be, oh, I'm so in. <laughs> I'm so in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you guys again so <laughs> much you. for joining us. That's going to do it for well, uh, episode two hundred four, the bitter truth. Um, we're going to be fun. back next awesome. week thank with, you. Um, and you guys choose to interpret this like what I was really excited about. Next week's episode is Son of the Fallen. Um, a long which, time about that, which could be, which could fall into Fallen Angel. I don't know. Maybe. I think it's a fair or Nephilim we talked about earlier. I think it's Fallen Angels falling down. I think it's, a white, yes. it's a white Snake album, right? You know White Snake. Come on. I do know it's White, a white snake. snake album. Come I on. Do know All right, we're getting we're getting the wrap up. Uh, Sean, where can the people find you if they want to keep up with you? Uh, uh, sure, we can do show. Twitter at Sean E Crouch. Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. That's part of my house. <laughs> lots of people are there. Party at Sean's house. You're, you're um, on Twitter, but do you have anything you want to uh, plug anywhere people can look for your stuff? Behind the Jack in the Box on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know what? That's I a do. separate occupation. Watch my little short film, One Minute Time Machine. It's awesome. It's a little short film. It's is five it minutes long. On YouTube? Or? It's on YouTube, yep. One Minute Time Machine. Yeah, just keep watching Dominion. That's what yeah. my stuff is. And I'm yeah. editing yeah. Teen Wolf right Keep now. watching, keep watching Hopefully live. seven years of Dominion. Yes. <laughs> or ten. Six seasons in a movie. Yes. <laughs> and then more seasons. <laughs> yeah, we got to plug it in. Keep watching live. Live tweeting by the by like tons of cast and crew yeah, every week. Awesome. Um, until then, Jackie Borowski, where can people keep up with you? Uh, my website, 123jackieb.com. Has everything. Twitter, Instagram. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. Um, and also here at After Buzz on the stream with Jackie and uh, Killjoys as well. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us.
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.